Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. down to dunk and I'm down to dunk I'm down to dunk this is J-Dub and I'm down to dunk I'm Shea Gilders Alexander and I'm down to dunk this is Lindy Waters and I'm down to dunk I'm Mike Muscala and I'm down to dunk this is Jay Will and I'm down to dunk this is Kenneth Williams and I'm down to dunk this is Lou Dort and I'm down to dunk you say this is Lou Dort and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Mondays is my good friend, Michele Ibera. Michele, what's up? Well, we had an amazing draft. Like um, the first weekend after the draft, I I had many thoughts about it. Yeah. Um, but I didn't change my label here. I should like modify it for next time. No, 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 no. That's it. okay. You can stay loyal to the, uh, to the Buffkin boys. I got to, I got to stand just face to face with Kobe Buffkin on Thursday. It was, yeah, I saw that. It was glorious. Uh, disappointed, uh, definitely that Kobe Buffkin's not on the thunder. Yes. Disappointed. Um, do I understand why he's not? I think I do. Um, mm-hmm. And when you think about it, and here's the thing about about this this player, is that we had pronounced his name, and the whole world has pronounced his name one way for so long that it is really tough to change the way that we say his name, but. It's Kason is the is the correct way to say it. And that was those are his words. He said, that "Oh no, could, no 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 I mean, I I listen. Presti saying Kason, and I will <laughs> use the French version don't of do it. Don't do this. Just for the next two minutes because I hate it. Yeah, uh, it's like I don't know. It's like puking out of my mouth speaking <laughs> French. So it's it's okay. Kason. That is um, uh, yeah yeah." Uh, so Kason Wallace, it feels still feel, it just feels weird to say it. We'll call him, we'll call him Wallace. 
That's an easier way to say. I've been saying it that way for a while. Uh, it makes a lot of sense with where the Thunder are at. Uh, one thing that Presti said pretty quickly in his availability is that that Wallace plays um, no agenda basketball. And I think that is something that was really important to... Um, I think that was really important to the Thunder and with this draft particularly. Because if you look around the roster, some questions that maybe as I've had some time to reflect, some questions that I've been asking myself is how can they take on another really meaningful player in a way that doesn't take anything off the table for anybody else? And I think that's what Kaysan does, is that he comes in, he's going to come in off the bench, he's going to defend probably a really good primary ball handler. He's going to be able to, I think he's going to be able to shoot it a little bit better than people are expecting. And then I think that he can pass and he can float around. He can play on ball. He can play off ball. He can do so many things. And I think it's really, I expect it to work. I think at a lower level, like maybe he's Alex Caruso, you know? Yeah. And I think he's got a ceiling that's higher than that. But if all you get, oh, oh yeah, but if yeah. all you get is Caruso, like, Every team in the league would like to have a player like that coming off their bench and just coming in and creating chaos defensively, making shots, um, helping you in transition some. I think that's what he is probably walking in the door. And then I think that he's got a ceiling that's quite a bit higher than that for all the reasons that have been stated previously. Five-star recruit out of high school, played at Kentucky. Kentucky doesn't do a good job of showcasing all the talents that these guys have. There's a, you should be very excited about this pick and it doesn't, it doesn't take anything off the table for anybody else. Like this is something that is going to help Shay. It's going to help Giddy. It's going to help Chet. It's going to help J-Dub. It's going to help all it's those It's going to help Lou Dort. It's going to help Hear Lou. me out. Yeah. Like go. It's, it's not, um, I mean, if Ludort can be super hyper mega aggressive for 30 minutes, knowing that he can gamble and gamble hard yeah, in terms true. of getting like five fouls, six fouls, because he knows, hey, if I'm not there, Kaysen can be there. Um, and also, these create competition for Ludort, which usually creates improvement. Like... Last year, Lou Dort was the only credible defender that you could play on the court in crucial moments of games yeah. um, whenever Kenwich went away. Yeah. It's Lou Dort or Lou Dort. Mm-hmm. Aaron Wiggins is a good player. He's not the same defender as Lou Dort. He might be a, a better offensive players on, a player on some nights. Mm-hmm. But overall, I mean, Lou has had basically no competition for closing lineups. This year, he'll have... And and this will be great for him and for the team. Um, so I I really think that, as you mentioned, yes, there will be guys that will suffer from Kaysen being on, on the roster. But we are talking Kaysan. about... Kaysan. Kaysan. Okay. Kaysan. Okay. So, this I, is going to be a struggle for a little while, everybody. Yeah. Just join us. Uh, uh, 
join us with this struggle to pause after the k that is something k son okay um i will try please uh correct me if i if i can't do it uh do it right anyway wallace uh will take minutes from many guys on the roster not the primary guys yeah not necessarily if he takes away from the primary guys it means that he's very very good and so i'm fine with him taking the entire minutes uh of Trey man Aaron wiggins um even lindy waters i mean these guys are for now not not consequential yeah so if if you have a guy that can take those minutes play 18 to 22 minutes as a rookie and 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 just compete being out there in the second quarter beginning of the fourth quarter when you, you go on runs or you try to prevent the other team to go on runs this is a role that suits him to a t the reason why mm -hmm. we didn't discuss him probably enough it's because it it's it almost seemed like a pick with a level of, of upside which we we thought that Presti would pass on it. We didn't realize that the upside was still there, yeah, uh, and, and that he he fit what OKC wanted to do to a T. He didn't have great positional length. This is another trait that he doesn't have because mm -hmm. he's six three, uh, maybe. Uh, so for a guard, it's it's a good size, but not like a great size. Yeah. So these he two makes, points he makes are, up for size, and, and this is something that Mark was saying the other day. Um, at the presser when we, we got to do <clears throat> scrums with uh, Presti and Mark and then the players afterwards, uh, which was which was great fun. Um, Mark said, there's a lot more to size than how high their head is. Yes. And I was like, I like that. I like the way you said it. I think that that's really good. Uh, his wingspan, he's got a long wingspan and he's mm -hmm. just tough as nails. And those yeah. kind of guys can guard up. Um, yeah, we see. I mean, we saw it with like a guy like Tony Allen. You know, years ago, would um, he would guard up? I mean, he would guard Kevin Durant, who was like several inches taller than him, just because of the scrappiness that he yeah. had. And Iggy, anyway. Iggy was the best defender on yes. KD that and the Golden State had. Not Draymond Green, not not other guys. He yeah. was just in his grills. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, that's that was just something that Mark said the other day that I was like, oh, I like that. I'm definitely saying that on the pod. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a great point. And again, I I really think that this is a pick that um, we can read into this a little bit in terms of, hey, we like what we have. We need to take someone that enhances what we have. Yeah, and, and this is something that Kason, Kason. Yeah, so, so there's so much confusion around the pronunciation because one, Presti said it, Kasson, at oh, the initial press wrong. conference, which is not correct. And then he switched it to Kason. And then Kasson told us afterwards that his mom pronounces it Kasson. Okay. Or not Kasson, Kason. See, I'm, I'm so confused. Kason. What are you doing? Like, I don't know. You, you Here's how you, you have can't to. can't confuse me. I'm confused, everybody. Here's how you have to remember it. If you listen to Down to Dunk and you listen to the Fry Pod, you know that it's Tayshawn's factoid victory, victory, right? Kason, mm -hmm. Tayshawn. That's how you remember it. That's how I remember it. I will okay. say Kayshawn immediately. No, don't do that. That's just the, you. You know what I mean, though. Yes, Kason. 
Thank boy. you, Wes, in the chat. I will try to remember. Remember, case on. Yeah, that way. boy, this is uh, this is a mental exercise. This this shows like the uh, it, it's tough to change in life. It's tough. It's tough to make changes in life sometimes, and you have to really you have to really be zeroed in to do it. And this is where we're at right now. Um. No, no, no. Hoopsock sixty nine. If he says. If someone tells you, here's how my name is pronounced, case or hoops talks not in the chest says, who cares? Just say case and like Jason, make him earn the intricacies. No, like if someone says this is how my name is supposed to be said, you should say it is the way it's the supposed way, to be said. Sorry, Andrew. Is this the way you treated Danish Schroeder or not? It's not. no. It's not. It's not Schroeder. I can tell you that. But that I mean that's a complete that's completely different. It's completely No, different. it's a name. It's completely different. It's a name that is. It'd be not like if I called him the, it'd be like if I called him Denise. Okay. Not doing that. Okay. Case on. Uh okay. Anyways, I the more I've like reflected on it, the more I like the pick. Uh I think he yeah. there was like a little hubbub about him not loving Oklahoma afterwards, which is just flat out not really true. I think people mm-hmm. took a, qu- a bad question and decided that to trash on OKC, every indication that I get is like he really wanted to be here and is excited to be here and is excited to contribute to this team specifically, which I also think is part of the reason why he's here. Yeah. Is that I think that it's not going to be super easy to get guys, because if I mean the Thunder could have a, some really nice picks in next year's draft, mm-hmm. and it's hard. I think it's probably this is just an assumption. I think it's probably pretty hard to get a guy who's drafted in the top ten to come in and say like, "Hey, great, welcome to the team. You're the fifth or sixth or seventh best player on the team. Welcome." You know, where these are lottery picks. These are guys that yeah. have been the best guys on their team the whole way through. And just with the weirdness around Buffkin, I just wonder if that was part of his deal. Was that he didn't... And, and I don't know this. I don't even know if the Thunder would have taken him um, had he been more willing to to maybe be more moldable. But I just kind of am speculating on kind of what happened there. Because there were a lot of teams that did that did have a lot of interest in him. And I just wonder... If maybe he wanted a different landing spot. Not that Atlanta is necessarily like <laughs> a great spot for him. I actually think it's a really bad spot for him. Um, hey, you can run the second unit there. Hey, he, from day one, he can, he can. It's maybe. tough. It's tough though because I I think that they like to stagger those two guards in Atlanta too, and so it puts co- stagger. No, puts, no, come on. This is not the agenda. He puts, has to jump to come in and just control the ball for. I don't know, 10 yeah. minutes. Yeah. No, it will be tough. And c- can we spend like 32 seconds on Grady Dick's dress? Yeah. Is that, boy, oh boy, that was, wow. It was. I awful. don't know what to say. I mean, probably the dress was enough for me to say, okay, I I understand uh, a few <laughs> things. Like, <laughs> I uh, I loved it. Loved it even better in person. 
Got to talk to him. He is goofier than his outfit, and he um, is a really weird fit for the Raptors. Uh, I know he's like just like a shooter, but also yeah. like the Raptors usually don't take guys like that. So I thought that was a little strange. But anyways, yeah. I uh, I thought it was hilarious. I thought he was hilarious. It's even better seeing him do a Donald Duck impression with that outfit on. It's great. He's goofy as all get out. He's he's confident. I like it. It is he made draft night more memorable for himself and for everybody else. So I'm actually way way in, way on board with what Grady Dick uh was doing on draft night. It was great. Yeah. Um can we say that number eleven was the weirdest pick of yeah. the night? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or like I don't know. I, I'm sure that he can be um don't, you don't have to Ken compliment Johnson. him because he went so high but yeah go ahead no no it can be um a cam johnson type of deal where you draft a guy that you know did you know he cam can defended shoot. at north carolina though what he def- he defended a lot he tried to but a lot better than jet yeah 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 yeah, yeah but he, he was a senior so you like He's surely a weird pick. Um, yeah, that, yeah. They're, they're, I, I don't understand the value. I, 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 I think I can see a world in which he's as good as a shooter than Hawkins and Gray Dick. And he better. He's got to be incredible in order for this to work out. And maybe he is. Maybe maybe I'm yeah. wrong. And like being six eight and being able to shoot it is going to be enough. That could be the case. Yeah. But all the other stuff and just the fact that Michigan was at its worst whenever yeah. they showcased him makes me think otherwise. Yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird pick. Again with Grey Dick there. Um it's it's really weird. Yeah. I really don't understand it. But um but hey, um sometimes this is also why we love the draft. Uh and because there is a team that doesn't care about the consensus the other team's agenda and just draft the guy who think it's best so yeah. i'm i'm really curious to see how this goes yeah me howard too. me too and i don't know orlando's done a pretty good job drafting recently so i yeah. give them the benefit of the doubt on that one as well um what do you think about the trade overall let's talk a little bit about the trade up Acquiring Bertons. I mean, it's obviously something we talked about a lot on the podcast. And I think it's interesting because the Thunder walk out of draft night with a tough minded defensive two way guard and a six foot ten shooter. And if you yeah. and if you said like, hey, that's what the Thunder are gonna walk away with on draft night, you'd be feeling pretty good. Yeah. I would probably bet that they they got Varian Rupert and like and a shooter in the top ten. If you told me that, yeah, uh, without knowing the names, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm really happy with Kason being the yeah. pick there and not. I mean, Kulabali was obviously not an option for the Thunder anyways because he was selected so yeah. high, but he was somebody that I would have felt a little nervous about. Just because I just am not super confident that they're going to have the minutes 
available yeah. to develop a yeah, player this like is something. that. Because yeah, if you're exactly. trying, like, they're still going to be developing Us next year. Like, can you develop? And by the way, like, they're developing Shea, Giddy, Dort, Chet. All those guys still are developing. Like, those are still J-Dub. young. J-Dub. Those are still young developing players, by the way. Yeah. You're developing those guys. They're still developing Poku. They're still developing Jang. They're still developing a lot of guys on this roster. And can you throw in a project that might be even longer term than those guys onto the roster and have an advocate on the coaching staff that says like, Hey, I'm just like the Koulibaly guy. Like, I just don't know. I'm just not, I'm just not for sure that that's going to be, that that would have been something that they could have absorbed. Now, now maybe if he was available, at 10, they would have taken him anyways. I don't I don't know. But my guess is that it's tough for a project like that. And I think he went to the exact right spot where it's like you go to Washington and boy, they just don't have a lot going on there. And they can play him 25 minutes a night and no one cares and no one's even going to watch. You can, I mean, it's almost like Poku during like the, the bubble year where it was like, hey, Poku's here, but... No one can watch him, and let's just see what happens. You know, I think it's going to be the same with Bilal. So I think it's a great place for him to go. Um, was there anybody else that was on the board at ten that you're like, oh man, because like both Hendricks and Walker were gone. I know that those were guys that Thunder uh, fans no. really wanted. Um, you know, my guy Anthony no. Black was gone. The Thompson twins were gone. Like I wouldn't have wanted Lively. I like Kassan better than Grady or Hawkins. Buffkin was like the only guy. Like obviously everybody knows that. Um yeah, but honestly like Buffkin guys. and Keon, Buffkin and um Buffkin and Kason are kind of similar in that they both don't have a lot of holes in their game. So honestly yeah. I'd be happy with either one of those guys. Yeah, you can say that one is a slightly better or maybe a bit better offensive player. The other one is a surely a better defender. Uh, but they are both like complete guards uh, that may slide in into. And I think that that for Kason Kason is um, <laughs> is going to be easier because this is something that he was already doing at Kentucky, like doing a lot of plays where he leaves the ball, relocates, yeah. uh, takes an end off, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I, I really think that this is something where he can work as an offensive off-ball guy uh, from day one. Um, Grady and Hawkins were guys that I think could have worked to a high level in OKC. Uh, maybe Grady better than, than Hawkins just due to the size mm-hmm. advantage. I think that uh, the same way you can say, okay, Wallace allows me to play him and not sacrificing anybody, Grady Dick gets close to the same. Um, if you have questions about uh, can he stay on the court in crucial moments, I I think this is these are rights. These are right questions to have in your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the offense was good enough to take a flyer, but um, I think that Kaysan has a very good case to be a, a guy that eventually you can close with, which yeah. which is important. Back to the Bertans trade. So uh, if I understood it correctly, mm-hmm. OKC had to spend roughly between six and seven millions anyway uh, to be... At the floor level. Yeah, so had, had had to get to the floor. Would have had yeah. to do it in some way. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you're talking about spending, investing roughly 10 millions mm -hmm. on a guy that brings shooting and is on a deal where if everything goes badly, you pay him 10 millions this year and 5 millions the next year, which mm -hmm. is not nothing, mm -hmm. but it's basically taking in 15 minutes to have a trade chip, which is part of what I'm going to say a, a little bit uh, ahead, um, and to, to just be sure that you can draft the guy that you want, um, which is, I think, better value than what OKC did last year for Jang, for example. I don't think that 15 millions are worth a first rounder. So, or maybe like uh, a late one. So it's basically if OKC traded a top 25 protected 2024 uh, plus 12 to above to 10. Rich? Maybe. But again, um, it, it's really not conclusive uh, mm -hmm. for this year. So it's it's not an issue. On top, I think there is upside on the Breton signing. If it's terrible, okay. We already know. Yeah, it's like a big, uh, it's a big whatever. We have a lot of guys we can play at that spot exactly. anyways. Exactly. And he doesn't yeah. mess up too much the cap sheet for next year. If he's okay to reasonably good, which on a team like OKC who made Moscala look like a, like a guy where you spend two second rounder for, yeah. um, it's it's going to be interesting because we know that a shooter, a tall shooter, even if he doesn't provide any defense, work with Shea. Mm -hmm. And if you think about the lineup with, I don't know, Shea, Kaysan, uh, J-Dub, Kenrich, and Bertans. Like, this is a lineup that will space the court and be productive offensively um, with, like, four defenders plus Bertans. This is something that will work. And if yeah. he hits 40% of his threes, then either at the deadline or next year, you're in position to complete a big trade. I don't think that this year in 2023 is where Presti pulls the trigger. In 2024, we'll see. This is not, I, I would say that there is a decent chance that you can package Bertans plus Filler, maybe Dort, but I don't, I'm not sure if Dort will be the guy that you trade next year because we, we really have to see how he plays this year. But you have at least 16 millions where you can add like maybe a few other contracts and you get to 25, 28. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there you are in superstar range. Um, mm -hmm. So I really think that next year is the year where you can package four or five first rounders, a little bit of salary, and then go shopping if this is something that you, you want to do without having to necessarily trading one of your top five guys, which is not uh, a small thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to take the roster being ready for that, though. Like, I don't think... Oh, sure. I think it, the, this team is going to have to signal to the front office, like, hey, we're actually ready to go. Like, what is signaling to you? Define signal. 50 games. Okay. Okay. I don't think that this is out of the question necessarily. I don't think it's likely. Yeah, I think they I I have, have to win 50 games. And then once they do that, then it's like, okay, all right, we can do that. I, I what think, if they don't win 50 games, but they go to game seven against a very good team? Like a very good team, very good playoff run. In round one? Yeah. I don't know. Like a very good series. Like one where 
you compete toe and toe with the guy with the team who wins the title, and it's like a coin flip. Hmm. Maybe. Come on, if it's forty-eight plus a great first rounder, or it's it's uh, fifty and like a, a sweep better. Come on. Yeah. 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 No. I no, no. I mean, I I didn't know that you were assuming they win forty-eight. Forty-eight. Forty-eight wins. I think forty-eight wins in the West next year would be equivalent it's to like be tough. Would be equivalent to like fifty-four and like a regular year in the West. I think next year is going to be outrageously competitive in the Western Conference yeah. next year. Um, it's going to be so tough. I mean, there's not a there's not a team outside of San Antonio that I would say is for sure going to be in the lottery, or at least wants to be in the lottery. Or I think the Spurs would probably yeah. like to be in the lottery again. Um, Houston wants to be done with the lottery. I don't think they are. I don't think they are done. I think they want to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, Utah just made a trade today to get John Collins, where they basically traded no rotation players in the second rounder to get him. And that is a weird, weird, weird trade. Yeah. What is this? Well, go on. We'll talk well, about I'm just later. saying, like, Utah was one of the teams that I had kind of had in pencil as, like, okay, this team is probably going to be in the lottery. Mm-hmm. But they clearly don't want to be. You don't trade for John Collins and his massive contract with the intent of being back in, like, to get to try to get a high pick, they got ninth this year. And I know they tried. I would some... bet money that Portland will be there. Portland, kind of Portland is there. definitely one that could pivot hard. And Dame yeah. is meeting with the uh, the Portland officials today to discuss the future. And hey, I just want you, to just everybody, listen up. I am meeting with the officials here in Portland. Everybody, hey. Chris, would you please tweet about me meeting with the uh, officials here so that later I can declare my loyalty to them? I don't know. I'm just sick of the Dame stuff. I know people really like Dame. It's great. It's awesome. It's just getting super annoying to me. Just like pick a side, Dame. If you want to stay, great. Um, You don't have to public. It doesn't have to be public that he's meeting with all these people. He wants it to be. He wants it to be. Um, anyways, this is all, the West is going to be tough. So yeah, like 48 wins might be a, a good enough signal. Maybe they're, okay. if they're top 10 defensively and near the top half offensively in the league and they win 48 games, that might be enough. That might be yeah, enough. And again, the best move in 2024 might still be, Hey, let's roll another year because we're, we're good. We, we, we don't have many holes. We have very young players. Let's just organically move on. And mm-hmm. then, because in total honesty, if if you win 48 games next year, it either means that organically most of the guys got better and Chet is very good, or that someone else besides Shea went into super-duper stardom. Yeah. Um, if the f- first thing happens, then I think that you will likely see okay let's let's make another try another free run if the second like if the latter happens so you have two super duper stars and you start to see like guys not making a step ahead or just being compressed into a role player when you know that this is this will not work in the long run then you may try to um go ahead and and, and start thinking how to manage the situation because mm-hmm. i mean 
But again, it's too early. Uh, but getting into the position, which is the only relevant matter today, it's mm -hmm. not what to do with batons today. We can't know that. We can have many ideas. But the point is, you can get um, a good player in return without sacrificing the core guys mm -hmm. because you have that contract in your books. Mm -hmm. Whether you do it or not depends on so many things that it's impossible for us to project right now. But it, it is extremely important for me to know that Presti can like have this guy, put him in a trade uh, as early as in February 2024 and not sacrificing Dort, J-Dub, Giddy, and, and Shea and yeah. Chet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to have options, especially with the amount of draft picks that they have. I think draft picks are going to get more valuable. I also think like this Bertans deal is going to have some value at the trade deadline just because it's only partially guaranteed for next year. If, yeah. If he plays less than 75% of his games, which like book it, whatever you want to say, that's done. Like consider that done. They're not playing Bertans more than 75%. He's going to play less. He's going to be 5 million guaranteed next year. That's going to be a valuable trade chip at the trade deadline. Whether that's yeah. to get a pick back or maybe you take on somebody that's got an extra year and you get a pick, something like that's probably going to happen would be my guess, is that they're going to flip that asset again. And maybe you get two seconds like they did with Mike. And, man, that's wild that you basically got to move up two draft slots by taking him, and then you get two picks for dealing him. I think that that's possible. Um, I do think that there's value there. And I think he'll play. I think there'll be lineups where it's Shea, Giddy, Isaiah Joe, Bertans, Chet. And wow, you have Giddy or Shea initiating the offense. And it's like, hey, who are you going to cover? Because now we have 240-plus percent three-point shooters out there with Chet. You put Giddy and Chet in a pick and roll with Shea playing decoy. Like you're gonna and Bertans just being I don't know five feet out from the three point line and just waiting yeah. for yeah. a bomb. Oh yeah, he loves to bomb deep threes too. Yeah, and like you're gonna have something there. James Anderson says J Dub is better than Giddy. Put him in there. He's not better than Giddy, but like you can put him in there. And like yeah, let's please. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I know that J-Dub has played a very promising rookie season on a team that mattered in, in the NBA, which is insane. But, uh, sorry, and we also know that he fits perfectly alongside Shea because he can shoot, because he showed that he can be a 20-point-per-game guy when Shea sits. Awesome. But please... Let's not forget that Giddy is a full year younger, maybe two, I don't know. I'm sure one at least, maybe one and change. Who cares? At yeah. least one. He is incredible at basketball. Yeah. And he was actually conducive to winning basketball this year after a very rough start of the season. Yeah. Giddy is awesome. And he can with spacing around. He can do so many things. 
because there is it is very easy to guard Giddy when you have a cramped offense and you don't have space. If you give him space and you have to make choices, he will beat you. So I'm I'm not ready to say that Giddy is the second, third, fourth best player on the team. We have to see it because he's super duper young and he's putting up incredible numbers on teams that are that, that matter. Like Shea in year two was not putting up these numbers. Yes, it was more efficient, but he was not putting up these numbers. Mm-hmm. So please let's pause altogether. I'm not saying that Giddy is likely to be an all NBA guy in two years. But the future of Giddy is not yet written. And I don't want to put a cap on a guy that can go putting up a show in a playing game, 30 plus whatever yeah, he made that night. And he was he looked like the best player on the court. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to put any cap on him. Well, I mean, the good news is like Thunder have both of them. So we don't yeah, have to choose. Exactly. And it's, we don't have and it's, to it's, pick right now. It's also not a competition between the two of them. You know, so, um, okay. Yeah, I think Bertans, like to, to tie a bow on that, Bertans, I think it's he's very likely to stay. He's very likely to play on the team. And I think that he will, there will be games where he helps. Like, he'll take nine threes in a game, like, no problem. Yeah. Um, he's the Latvian yeah. laser. Like, he's, he's ready to go. I think Mark will use him well. I think he will have some moments on this team. And it's a great way to... I mean, if the Thunder just went out and used their cap space on a 6'10 lights-out shooter, I think everybody would be really excited about that. Um, yeah. And so they just acquired him just to get the guy that they wanted. Now, there's not like a lot of rumors about like, oh, this team like definitely was going to go get, you know, Kaysan, and that was going to be it. You know, we don't, we don't really know, but all it did was guarantee the Thunder to get the guy they wanted at 10, and you bring in a 6'10 shooter. So it's pretty it's a pretty good outcome for the Thunder and a tradable contract where it wasn't valuable to Dallas because Dallas needed to get the full mid-level. And yeah. they they needed to shed money so they could get the full mid-level so they could go get one more player to join this team. And that's why yeah, they made they the deal. The TPE right now. Yes. So and, and they have the giant TPE. That's why. That's why that happened, and so like that's the difference between OKC and Dallas. OKC needed to spend the money, and Dallas needed to shed the money, and like that's that's why this happened. Um, okay, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Vasily Micic and the possibility of him playing in the NBA. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. And we're back after that quick break. So our good friend, Christos Saltas, who... Uh, if if there's there's one thing that I miss about the Zooms for uh, the NBA, and that's just Christos like being on every Zoom call for every NBA team <laughs> every night, um, and him asking, he would always ask whether uh, uh, the win or the loss helped the team take a step forward or a step back. Like that was always his like go to question. But he's, nice. he's reporting that Mitrich actually does want to come to the NBA. And that essentially the Thunder probably is going to have to trade him. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, they don't have what? to. Okay. They don't have to, but they probably will. I mean, where are the minutes going to be? Where are the minutes going to be for for Mitrich if they bring him over? Why? Why do you have to trade him? You don't have to. You can let him go back to Europe. Exactly. Like to me, it's nonsensical for OKC to just say like let's take away the agency point of view here because I think that if you want to be good with Wasserman and you think this is a value for you value proposition for you great but let's forget about the agency angle for one moment Um, which might be the most important one by the way but let's forget about that for a second Mm -hmm. Um, OKC doesn't have any um, like incentive to trade Matrix away. Like if he doesn't want to stay in OKC, which okay, he may not have a guarantee spot on the starting unit. Like he doesn't, and he's not even guaranteed minutes uh, with Kason being here right now. Yeah. Um, so I think that it's. Um, it's important to recognize that OKC has all the leverage here. Mm-hmm. They decide where he can go. They decide if 
he can go. And so I really think that if there are multiple teams that want to, to get Mitchich, they should like expose that and get the best value. Mm-hmm. And maybe saying, okay, no, maybe we'll see next year. Um, again, I don't think that that will happen, but mainly because of the agency, because I don't think that they want to just take it too far uh, just to lure a late first rounder compared to an early second. Yeah. So when you think about a possible trade, where what teams hit your brain? Um, the teams that have the goods I want are mm-hmm. not the teams that we can actually trade with. Um, the Lakers is mm-hmm. a good is a good team. Mm-hmm. I think that Mitch for the Lakers makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, Especially if they, they can't re-sign Austin Reeves. But even if, even if they do, like they are really short on nice ball handlers uh, with size. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. I really think that that is um, definitely that is something good. Um, remind me because it, it's slipping my head right now. They did pick someone in the second round that is mildly interesting, which I don't remember. Um, hmm, who was that? They, I- they have it in picks, probably. Still, yeah, on that app. Yeah, I. Let's see. No, that pick was traded to the Pacers. Oh, they got Max Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's on the low end of the spectrum. I would target Leonard Miller. Um, to me, like, there's no way that Denver trades. Um, oh wow, I'm really. The Gonzaga guy, I'm sorry. Um, to me, there's no way, starter. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone in the second round is, um, I would, I would be okay with even a, a project like even repair. If you want, if you get repair as a second round guy, where you can just leave it in the GDIC or somewhere else for Mitchich, and then you basically say, okay, we'll see you in two, three seasons. What What about Andre Jackson uh, and the Bucks? Yeah, like if Milwaukee, like Milwaukee is another one that's in, that's like he would do well there. Yeah, and, and they could use another ball handler too that can shoot. And so, can you just straight up swap the rights to both players? I think you can before they are traded. They are signed to a contract. I think you can. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like the, um, that's a that's a clean way to do it. And mm-hmm. Andre Jackson is, he's probably like uh, like the evolved version of Robertson in a lot mm-hmm. of ways and that he is not a shooter, but I think he's a better ball handler and passer than Andre was. But like mm-hmm. Defensive Menace played several years at, at UConn. Um, I think he's an interesting one, certainly. Uh, I, I kind of am interested in Max Lewis as an offensive guy. Mm-hmm. Um Repair to the Blazers, like you flip him to the Blazers if the Blazers are still trying to win games, like that probably helps them quite a bit. Yeah, I'm um, not sure if that is some place that Mitchich qualifies as a competitive. I mean, I don't think that the base, the Pacers, sorry, the Blazers will have a, a better record of, than OKC at the end of the season, no matter what agreed. they want to do. Agreed. Uh, what about to the Kings for Colby Jones? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's interesting. Um, again, I, I think that OKC should target like a, a project with that pick, someone that you can really put in the G League system and just don't have on your radar before it's next year or the year afterwards. Yeah, um, I mean, the ones that or, like stick out most are Rupert and Sissoko. Yeah, yeah, and I don't see Sissoko being traded away from the Spurs. Yeah, probably not, probably not. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I think, too. I I don't know if at the end of the day that it, he would just sign with OKC. Um, oh, me neither. If that happens, then it's crunch. Yeah, you need to... It's it, roster crunch time. Is there a player that you would attach his rights to to trade to another team just to give the other somebody else on the Thunder like an opportunity like like Lindy or Trey or somebody like that? Jerry? Well, let's put it put this from another angle. I would I don't feel sure that Trey Mann, uh, Lindy Waters, Jerry Aaron Wiggins are guaranteed a spot on the roster next season. Yeah. What are other teams and like? Den- same like, goes with Charge. Yeah, I think Denver's a team that if they lose Bruce Brown, like they're going to need more rotation players that are ready to play. Uh, so I think yeah. I think that could be a team too, where maybe he's not necessarily playing a ton of minutes for the Nuggets, but he's somebody that comes in and like plays a key role for like a very competitive team. Like basically yeah, what's takes, the trade there? Christian Brown? No, if you're not getting Christian Brown for him, like you <laughs> no, could get, no. like, why couldn't you get Peyton Watson? Like, why couldn't you flip Trey man and the rights to Michich for Peyton Watson? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't they do that? Yeah, I mean that these are these are nice trades. Or again, maybe maybe you get Strother. Yeah, Strother would be great. Yeah, that that to me makes it's a little some bit sense. rich to me. And for for what? For Mitchich, like I, I don't think that Denver would do it. I mean, Peyton Watson's not like some killer. No, Peyton Watson. Yes, I'm not sure about Strother this year. Oh yeah, Strother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they may not want to. Yeah. Yeah, he he projects like a guy that has size, can shoot the basketball, and can defend. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's not like a great ball handler, but they don't need him to be. Mm-hmm. Phoenix is another interesting one that like they just need somebody, and they've traded yeah. all of their stuff. Like they just yeah, that, traded all. That's their the stuff. problem. Like, would you do it for Darius Basley? Sign and trade, Basley. Yeah. So <laughs> Del- that you can hard cop yourself. Double sign and trade. Yeah, I don't see it. With no, the Suns. The Clippers as well. I mean, they don't have much to trade for. Um, maybe a couple of seconds, but that is uh, again on uh, the low end. You a BJ Boston think? fan? Um, not a BJ Boston fan. Yeah, me neither. Uh, you a Amir Coffee mm-hmm. fan? You no. Okay. All right. All right. I'm just exploring, exploring these rosters. What about the Hawks? Sorry. No, they got Buffkin. They got the Buffkin boys. What about the Jazz? What about the Jazz? Jazz, the Jazz are interesting. They kind of need another guard. Yes. But do they? 
they they may use him. See for sure playing over. I guess do we know if Clarkson Clarkson's not going to pick up his player option, but I think he's going to go back to Utah. The Jazz owner loves him. Um, I don't know. I'm out on the idea of Utah. Um, yeah, but stick there for a second. All right, all right. I'm sticking. Um, what about lowering a bit the protection? On 2024. Just give him the rights and say, hey, make it top seven protected. Top six protected. Come six on. protected. Yes. We yeah. Do it. Heck yeah. Yes. Okay. I would totally do that. Wouldn't you? Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. It might be a good pick. Yeah, it might be. Like, you might they get, might be. You might get pick nine. eight. Yeah. Yeah. They might be in the same spot they are right now. Definitely. Yeah, that's one that I um, think is in, that I think is interesting. And like West on the chat says, Jet Jazz just got John Collins too. Yeah. Yes. This is why you trade for that pick or you lower the protection on the pick. Yeah. This is exactly why you do it. Yeah, totally. Um Miami? Is there anything interesting on Miami? They've already done their like Duncan Robinson esque trade. Where they've got the Lapian laser instead. Mm. Um, I don't know. Like, if they can't resign Gabe Vincent, like I'd be interested if I'm Miami and something like that. But nothing, yeah, nothing too. They have stuff there. in the future they can trade for, but I'm not sure they will. I'm sure that they can get to a couple of second rounders if they want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Kings. Is there anything interesting on the Kings? He will fit perfectly on the Kings. I know. I, think. I know. He'd be really fun. I'm a, I'm actually kind of a big Keon Ellis guy. I think he can play. Um, okay. But <laughs> he's definitely like a back of the roster guy. <laughs> it's weird that you have these fascinations. Like, okay, <laughs> you, you, can, you, can, you can play him, sure. We are saying that we don't need, like, I don't know. I, I, to uh, me, it's it's about getting assets, not mm-hmm. players. At this point, I agree I with that. I I agree with that. I think if you could get, and like, here's the deal. That I know. I know we're so excited. Round two with Via Dallas. I know we're so excited about Mitrich and the idea of him. Mm-hmm. I just am not. I am not uber confident that he's going to come in and just be an awesome player in the league. Define awesome. I think he will be a better version of Thomas Satoransky. Sure. But that is that is a top seven, eight guy. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's like your eighth guy in your rotation. Like he's not But for a good team. Like Satoransky was a, the eighth guy on a bad team. I think that Mitchich has potential to be top seven guy on the playoff team. Top eight guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Is it worth like two second rounders? I mean, Muscala was paid. Yeah, like I mean, if you got two seconds, that's that's kind of what my point was. Is that I just would not expect a huge return for Mitrich if I if you are a Thunder fan. Like, I just would not expect a first rounder. I would not expect like a really good player. If you want to get a good player in return, you got to attach other things, I think, to make that happen. Um, but I don't 
I wouldn't expect that either. I if it is at the end of the day, just a straight up swap for like a unprotected second round pick. Like don't I would just would not be surprised if that's the case. If they can get more than that, like Presti has done something pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, so he like on the high end of the outcomes, due to his shooting and playmaking, he can be like a top six guy. Yeah. On a team. Yeah. If that happens, I would be a little bit tense in letting him go. Um, but anyway, if he if he doesn't want to to play in OKC, I don't think that there is any point in forcing a guy to play for this team. I mean, at this moment, you have a group of guys that want to play together for each other. This is extremely important. This is more important than getting an extra first rounder. Mm-hmm. If you if you, you need to have guys that are um, in with two feet and just wanting to to play this way. Yeah. And and and, and I'm not sure that Mitch can do that. Um, he's a proven player. He may want to do things his way. Um, I'm sure that he will respect LeBron, Anthony Davis, and he will fit perfectly as the sixth guy, even not starting for the Lakers. Doing that with a team that didn't win anything, where you you are like a European champion, you are like a guy who played in the Olympics, in the World Championship, win Euroleagues, win MVP Euroleague. It's tough to watch Gideon and say, okay, I'm better than you. Just, mm-hmm. just give him the ball. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm not saying that Mitch is that. I don't know him personally, but he's a guy with character. He's a guy that can lead a team. So that aspect of the story is extremely important, as important as his talent, uh, what you can get in, in return and stuff like that. Yeah. I, yes, that's true. That's very true. I would just be surprised at the end of the day if he agrees to a contract with the Thunder and he plays here. I I think that he they could open up spot for him. It would basically just mean like, hey, Trey Man, Aaron Wiggins, like you guys are like done. You guys want to play for the Blue? Like, what do you guys want to do? You know, like you're not going to play minutes because I don't think you can add Kason, Kason. Oh my gosh, help me, Kason and Mitchich. And then, like, want to develop Shea, Giddy, Dort, J-Dub, too. I don't think you can do all of that at once and find minutes for Trey. And I I just don't – I just think that it's juggling too much. I think you would just say, like, hey, yeah, we'll bring you in. But you're going to play – you know, you're going to play over these guys and everybody else is going to have to be okay with it. And then also the fact is, like – how long do you think Mitch will even play in the NBA? Even Isaiah Joe, like good, it's a good point by James. Like he, James Anderson in the chat, he probably cuts into Isaiah Joe's minutes too, which is completely fine. Um, it's fine. And I also, like the point of well, I, I don't agree with the point that West made about Teodosic. Um, Milos was he, West says I don't think he will fit in the NBA for some reason, uh, just like the hype with Teodosic a few years back. Um, Milos is a player that is fun as hell to yeah. watch. But he is a wizard uh, that all the time lose, con- loses control of his powers. He's just a madman. And on top, he doesn't play on the defensive half. Yeah. 
uh, there is a one of the greatest pod that Nate Duncan did was with a uh, with a player that formerly played for the C, um, for the Seska Moscow with Milos, and he was telling that on defense it was oh sorry my bad it was my guy oh, oh sorry again sorry sorry uh, I will I will get it right next next time so it's all <laughs> like that and in the NBA it was exactly that yeah. like Milos is a sieve defensively. Um, Vasily Micic is not that guy. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a guy who competes on both ends. He has a different body. Uh, he's more athletic. And and so I don't think that he will have the same problems that Milos had. Uh, he basically took um, a vacation with the Clippers, a, mm -hmm. a very well-paid vacation with the Clippers. So uh, again, I don't I don't feel that Milos um, was ready to, to lead a team. Uh, in the NBA, Vasilya Micic is different. Um, is he a starter? I don't know. Is he better than Teodosic? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is going to be very interesting to see how he performs in the NBA. I think he comes in, like like we've said, like probably top eight rotation guy, will make some shots, can make some plays. He can do that um, for sure. So, but... Should we have huge expectations from no? If they do make a trade, should we have huge expectations? No. If it's just a second round pick, that's certainly possible. That's certainly possible. Uh, okay, let's see. What else? We haven't talked about Keontae Johnson at all. Tony Diaz in the chat says, any feel for what Keontae Johnson's future looks like with the Thunder? I mean, I, th I think he's, he's going to sign a two-way contract. Um, that was confirmed by Sam Presti. Uh, on Saturday. So that's happening. And I think he'll play for the blue. And I think that we'll see, you know, I mean, if he shoots the lights out with the blue and is a defensive menace and like, yeah, those guys play, those guys play in the NBA. They do. Yeah. But he's got to do it at a high level. He's got to shoot it consistently. And we just don't know if he can do it, if he can do that for sure. And so he's going to get a chance. I mean, look at all the two-way guys the Thunder have brought in. One thing we know for sure is that two-way guys in OKC get a shot. And so he will get the same chance that everybody else has. Uh, well, same. He will get a chance. I'm not sure that he will get the same time that other guys had. Oh, yeah. I mean, the time total is like is squeezed more yeah. it's it's and it's going to get more squeezed as time goes on but they're going to quote unquote be exploring the roster for another season yeah and he will be part of that do i have any predictions i don't i mean he's pick 50 he's got a great story um there's no doubt about that like the dude has been through it and he's battled and i hope that he, I hope that he makes it, but I, I'm not putting a ton of stock into it. Um, but a guy that's it will be harder to make it for OKC in the next five years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He again, as he, as we said, he will have op he will have opportunities. How many? For how long? Where? It's it's important. Mm -hmm. um, like he can't be a good G League player. He has to be an exceptional Chilic player. Yeah, true. He need to impress. Because next year, the top nine guys for OKC 
there will be guys that go after it. Um, mm -hmm. There is no time. Uh, so I'm sure there there will be a night where Isaiah Joe is not ready to go. Trey Mann is not ready and say, okay, Keonte, your turn. Let's mm -hmm. go. You can play 15 tonight. Mm -hmm. This will happen, I'm sure. Well, I'm, I'm positive, not sure. Um, but he needs to be exceptional in, in the G League to get the, that chance. Otherwise, it's, hey, let's experiment and put Poku and Jang with Chet to get on the court and see what happens. Because those things, those things will happen. Like, you just experiment with the roster. Let's play Bertans at the two. He, ca he can't defend anyway, so let's put all shooting out there when Joe is not there. So I really think that he has a chance for sure, like everybody, but he needs to be exceptional um, because it will be tougher for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> it's just a thousand percent true. It's going to be tough, um, but he's going to have a chance. He'll have a chance. Yeah, um, and it's a good profile to have. To have a chance yeah. with UPC. Yeah. Like 6'5, uh, bulky, can finish at the rim, mm -hmm. can shoot the basketball, mm -hmm. not a great passer, but can make if you read. Good defender, not exceptional, doesn't have elite bounce, but he can really shoot it. Yeah. Uh, if he starts with the G League and hoists 10 trees per game and hits 45% of his trees, you can be sure that Presley will give him a, ch a chance with the grown ups because these contracts are extremely valuable. If yeah. you can get him for four years at the league minimum, uh, maybe with a team option, player option, whatever, the Isaiah Joe special, um, these are great deals to have. Mm -hmm. Like it's uh, again in two years, you there is a world where you can't afford, you can't afford Isaiah Joe. Then you mm -hmm. need to find a replacement. Mm -hmm. If Keontae is there and he, he is a shooter, great, it's your turn. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, any leftover NBA draft thoughts? We hadn't really dug into that yet. Uh, we should probably do that on the OKC Dream Team show together. But any, yeah, anything uh, quickly before we go that was surprising or um, yeah. The pick I loved the most mm -hmm. um, was probably well. It's not something that um, was necessarily. Portland's doing, but the fact that they got Scoot is a blessing. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm really curious to just know what happened to Cam Whitmore because I yeah. didn't like him. Uh, I thought he wasn't a Thunder guy. I thought, and it was true, and we we, we said it, uh, that even if he was there at 12, OKC would not have sniffed him, which happened even yeah. if we were very very confused mm -hmm. um about how much he slide a pick that i didn't like uh i mean chet howard at 11 um i i didn't like that um and i'm still a little bit curious uh, about buffkin sliding uh yeah. past new orleans i yeah. i know that new orleans have ball handlers but like Dyson Daniels can play alongside a guy like Buffkin. Mm -hmm. um, I know that you have CJ, but this was, this to me was a good opportunity. Whereas with Hawkins, I mean, you already have plenty of shooters. Yeah. Um, and I thought that Buffkin could have been a good choice there. Yeah. Raptors too. 
I was a little surprised the Raptors went with Grady Dick instead of Buffkin. Um, but yeah, yeah, it depend it, it depends on what they do in free agency. Like mm-hmm. having a, a guy like Grady Dick with all the non shooting, I, I think that it will it will make Scotty Barnes' life easier. Mm-hmm. And if you can get a better version of Scotty Barnes because he has more space, then I'm not sure I'm all in. But I I can understand the pick. Yeah, I mean, just surround you can, Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam with shooting, and you'll have a good team. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of like similar to like the Thunder, where it's like, yeah, yeah. of course, like adding a shooter will help you, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, and they have very good defensive players already in place. They do. This is true. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, besides that, I'm not sure that there were any, like, crazy um, surprises. Like, Jed Howard was definitely, like, one of the biggest ones. Where I was like, oh, he and Koulibaly were, like, the two that was just really shocking. Uh, I did think it was cool. A lot of people pointed this out that the Thompson twins went back-to-back. Like, that's cool. That's cool for them. Um, they were inseparable, I guess, on the red carpet and kind of in... I kind of thought they would maybe want to be separate and be interviewed separately and treated as individuals, but like, no, like they were like attached at the hip the whole night. Um, so it made it even cooler that they um, went back to back. I thought that was great. I will yeah, say I like that I like Osar for Detroit, to be honest. I'm kind of, I'm more meh on that fit. Really? He's got to shoot it. Like he's got to shoot it. And you're, and you're one that doesn't really believe in their shooting. No, I am. Um, but I believe in in the fact that if you have Hy-V and Cade and you have a Uber Athletic forward that can do multiple things with the ball and maybe shoot it. And if you shoot it, you have a great trio. Oh yeah. If he shoots it then it's then we have got no issues whatsoever. But if he doesn't And if he, if he doesn't, then you just need to to get a spacing big, which is something that you can't find. Well, but they've stocked up on guys that, that are bigs that don't space. Who cares about Isaiah Stewart and, and, and Marvin Bagley? I'm talking about like Duran. Like Duran, okay. If you have Duran, Osar, Cade, Ivy, and a legit forward that can shoot the basketball, you will be okay. Yeah. Even if Osar is not a shooter. Yeah, I worry a little bit about it. Um, I did like that. Is I, it ideal? No. no um, would, like, what are the other options? Yeah, it's it's a good point because like if it's Jerris, it's like same problems. If it's Anthony same Black, deal. same problems. If it's Koulibaly, same problems. Yeah, um, to so me, yeah. the upside was there uh, with Osar. So I I do think it's really interesting that like all of the big playmakers went quick. That yeah. like all the big playmakers were gone by pick six. You know, and then like if you want to include Jerris, they were all gone by pick eight. Yeah. You know, people are catching up on that. Like the big playmakers are the ones that can help you progress. And the Thunder were in on that early. And it was good that they did because they had pick six in a draft and they had pick 12 in another draft and were able to get those big playmakers anyways. Um, if this were a year later, I'm not for sure that J-Dub would have been there. I think J-Dub could have made the Koulibaly rise into like the top you know, seven or eight, where it's like, oh, this is a big playmaker that can shoot. He can do all these things. Even Jang may have gone higher just because yeah. of his ability to play make and B 
be the mystery box player that he is. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I will say that like all these dudes, I got to talk to all of them from Wimby all the way down through the the lottery players. They were all just mostly pretty great guys to talk to. Um, awesome. And like weren't rude and didn't think like any request was like ridiculous. And um, yeah, I think the, the, the league is in a good place for a lot of reasons. And one of them is that like, I think people are picking up on that. Like you need to have like the character portion of that, you know, of your uh, package, like checked off. Like you got to have, pretty good character and i think mostly because i've worked on it everybody brandon miller i think i said this on slam and jam was like the most beloved guy on the red carpet i saw that i saw multiple videos uh, on the athletic about who's the most (laughs) famous yeah number uh, they they all kind of looked up to him a little bit interestingly enough and yeah uh, was somebody that was really popular even amongst like other guys, like we had the two guys that said that Brandon was their most famous person in their yeah in their phone, but he's just it's Nick Smith and um, who's the other one? The guy from Barcelona, I think. I'm just blanking, um, but he was very. We talked to him too. He's extremely likable, like a very very nice, likable person. And so I could see why he would do really well in interviews, um, for sure. Was it James Naji? No, no. Then I don't remember who that Najee was. was not on the red carpet. Um, okay. I should remember. <laughs> I was standing right there. Um, anyways, it was it was a great time at the draft. Um, loved it. It was great, great fun. Um, so more videos coming for that, um, early this week, or I did some trivia competitions with fans and whoever lost had to do push-ups. So that was really fun. I got really strong on my, uh, trip to Brooklyn with the amount of push-ups I had to do. Um, before we go, mm-hmm. I need to ask you a very personal question live. Okay. How much... Um, game Case and Wallace had in your mind when he answered correctly your serial question. Mm. Like it went from, I don't know, a seven to um, a 25 on a scale of one to 10? Or, <laughs> uh, yeah, he answered that question correctly. Did you expect that? I didn't know what I I go into it with no expectations. I I burn my assumptions when it comes to okay. serial questions with these guys. Um, no, it was the right answer. Do you think he prepared for that? Yeah, I'm sure he listened to so much down to dunk in preparation for the draft. <laughs> no, he didn't know. He didn't didn't have any idea. Uh, he was really really nice and really uh, seemed to be a little nervous. Um, that night and seemed to be pretty overwhelmed, but handled himself really well and answered the serial question well. Uh, 50 out of 10 for for Kason. Kason, gosh, help me. Eventually it's going to feel natural, but it doesn't feel natural yet. Kason, Wallace. Uh, okay. Kason. 
We'll talk more. We can talk more leftover draft thoughts later. We'll probably be doing that on the the uh, OKC Dream Team show anyway, so be sure that you subscribe to that. Uh, we will have more podcasts for you this week. Uh, back with Alex Wednesday, Friday with it the It was Noah Clowney, by the way. Noah Clowney. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I kind of thought. Um, <laughs> Noah was awesome. I really like that guy. He's like, well, to be honest, I'm, I don't really even have that many people on my phone. He's like, I don't even talk to that many people. <laughs> uh, he was great. Um, all right. Uh, be sure to subscribe to The Athletic. Go listen to The Athletic NBA show. This week, we're going to have lots of really fun free agency previews. We're planning a free agency preview show with Sam Amick and Fred Katz and Anthony Slater tomorrow. This should be really juicy, really good. Um, and... We're hopeful to get some kind of general manager or former former general manager, not Sam Presti, by the way. Just I'm not trying to hint at that, um, to come on the pod this week too. So be sure that you're listening and subscribe to the Athletic NBA Show. I uh, hope you guys are having a great Monday, and we'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday.